It's Tuesday, November 29, 2011. This is Green News Report's special coverage of the UN Climate Conference in Durban, South Africa. This meeting needs to take the next decisive steps in a global response to climate change. It's that time of year again. Nations of the world meet to tackle global emissions. Maybe we need an Occupy Durban. Canada's conservative government makes a hard right turn on climate. Canada's position is finally being revealed for the sham that it is. Surprise! 2011 is not the hottest year on record. Plus, just in time for the UN Climate Conference, another fake climate scandal. Climategate 2.0. Knock me over with a feather. All of that and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Nancy Pelosi, you sitting there talking about global warming on TV. What was that all about? Well, I've said it's one of the dumbest things I've done in recent years. Well, yeah, that was years ago. How could Newt Gingrich have known he'd be running for president for Pete's sake? This is your Green News Report. It was a pretty eerie occurrence, though. I mean, just (laughs) looking back (laughs) on it, very frightening. Ooh. Okay, Des, I trust you had a lovely holiday break last week? Yes, indeed. Thanksgiving was good. And I trust that there was no important green news that happened in those days that we took off. Oh, you trust wrong. We'll have all of that that happened over the holiday weekend at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. But first, before our special coverage of the UN Climate Conference in Durban, South Africa, even though 2011 has broken all records for the highest number of extreme weather disasters, it was not the hottest year on record. That's according to the newest analysis released by the World Meteorological Organization. I told you global warming wasn't happening. The globe is cooling. How many times do I have to tell you? Well, the WMO would disagree with you on that. They say 2011 is tied for the 10th hottest year on record, but it is the warmest year on record of all the years that had a cool La Nina weather pattern. The WMO report on global temperatures was released at the latest round of international climate negotiations, now underway this week in Durban, South Africa, at the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. We are under no illusion that this conference will be an easy process. However, we are optimistic. UN Executive Secretary Christina Figueres outlined the stakes. To make the world climate safe and avoid climate change from spinning out of control, this meeting needs to take the next decisive steps in a global response to climate change. At its heart, there are two goals of the 17th Annual Conference of the Parties, known as COP17 for short, to consider a successor to the Kyoto Protocol, which expires at the end of next year but was not signed by the world's biggest emitters, China and the U.S., and the second goal, making progress on eventually reaching a legally binding agreement for all 200 nations at the U.N. to cut emissions of heat-trapping gases that climate scientists say will be necessary to avoid catastrophic climate change. What could possibly go wrong? The central conflict at the center of these negotiations remains. Rich countries versus poor countries. Developed countries versus developing countries. All reluctant to commit to emissions cuts for fear of hampering economic growth. In a surprise move on Monday, the Canadian government refused to confirm or deny reports that it may withdraw from the Kyoto Treaty altogether in late December. Instead, Canada's conservative Harper administration said Canada will not sign any agreement that does not include major emitters like the U.S., China, and India. Not surprisingly, Canadian environmental groups criticized the move. Here's Gillian McEckern of Environmental Defense. We signed and ratified Kyoto, and uh, if the decision is made to formally pull us out of it, we will be the only country in the world to have 
ratified it and then mm -hmm. absolutely walked away. The impasse between rich and poor countries is leading to calls for Occupy Durban. You hear that, people? Get on the plane, head to Africa. In an interview with One World TV at a climate conference earlier this month, UN delegate Jose Figueres, Costa Rica's former president and brother to UN Climate Secretary Cristina Figueres, called for protesters from the nations most vulnerable to climate change to Occupy Durban to push rich nations into an agreement. The riots of London and the indignados of Madrid and the now growing global Occupy Wall Street movement is a sign of the frustration felt by many given we are not addressing their economic needs. So with respect to climate, maybe we need and occupy Durban. Finally, just in time for the UN Climate Conference, it's ClimateGate 2.0. In a rehash of the fake so-called ClimateGate scandal of 2009, when the hacked and stolen emails of climate scientists were released and promoted incessantly by the climate change denial media, a second batch of cherry-picked emails from that 2009 hack were released last week. Again, timed to coincide with this year's climate conference. And again, despite some nine different scientific inquiries showing that there was no wrongdoing by scientists in that ClimateGate 1.0 fake hoax, the same bad guys are at it again with another fake hoax. And hey, it worked the last time in swinging public opinion against global warming, so why not do it again? If you want the truth about the UN conference and global warming and climate change, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help continue our reporting on the conference and so much more. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your special coverage, Green News Report. I was a private citizen. I wasn't contemplating public life. Just in time. I found you just in time. Before you came my time.